You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. There's been a lot of headline news about being able to buy $1,000 homes in Detroit. The Detroit Land Banking Authority is trying to put rundown and vacant properties to productive use and is now auctioning off thousands of publicly owned properties through its public platform called Auction. And the bidding starts at $1,000. But what are you actually getting for 1000 bucks? I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. To put that price into context, as of June 2019, the median home price in the Detroit metro area was $163,000. And as of April of 2019, the city's median household income is just $30,000. So is it a good time or not such a good time to buy in Detroit, and specifically buying one of these $1,000 properties? I thought it would be a good idea to bring in our affiliate in Detroit, who owns a full-service property management company, to tell us what's going on in his city. Welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. Thank you for having me. There's been a lot of publicity about cheap homes in Detroit, as low as $1,000 to buy a home, maybe even less. Uh, Some people call me and ask me if that's a good idea and should they go buy one. So I thought I'd rather have you come on and tell me what's going on in Detroit and if it is a good idea. So thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, to jump into your question. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds really exciting to be able to buy a home for $1,000. You can't do that in California. So what's behind all that? <laughs> what's the catch? Yeah. So I've never bought a home for $1,000, but I do know about the program. It's been around for a while, and it's by the Detroit Land Bank Authority. And what they do is they start out bidding on a website for $1,000. And the land bank is actually the largest owner of homes and land in the city of Detroit. And what they do is they take back properties that don't sell at auctions. And there's a reason for that. So the homes that go to the land bank are really homes that weren't wanted by investors, homeowners. So they go to the land bank, which abates them from taxes and is basically. The goal is to rebuild the city by tearing these homes down, selling them to someone that is going to renovate them. I actually met with them, I think, about three months ago. And, you know, I always uh, want to keep my uh, ties in with the city and and all the different departments there. And I, I talked to them. I said, hey, what can we do here? Can we look through your inventory? They said, honestly, we know our inventory. And this is not stuff that, you would want. And I said, well, well, let's talk a little further. I mean, because I'm, I may want it. Right. They're like, well, what's your average cost to renovate a home? I said, well, I go, that depends. I go, depends on the condition of the home, but $25 a square foot to $35 a square foot. It depends on, you know, what I need to do in the home. You know, if, if the roof needs to be replaced windows, they said, well, your average price per square foot or that we're finding in these homes are about $60 a square foot, sixty, seventy, $80,000, depending on the, on the size. So, you know, to me, then I understood where they're coming from and the angle they were looking at it like, hey, as an investor that wants to buy a home and have equity in it, this doesn't have that. And also for an area that if I want to sell, uh, you know, to a homeowner or rent it out to a, a tenant, 
these might not be the most appealing areas because they're more of, I would say, you know, C minus D areas. Now, do you find you know, a diamond in the rough in there? Sure. Um, have I bought, you know, five or 10 homes throughout the years through the land bank, through someone that bought it from them that sold it to me? Sure, I have. But I've never bought a home directly from them because the opportunity, even when we've been online, you know, the numbers go up, go up, go up. And it's like, hey, I'm not willing to put that much money into that home because not every home in there is in a bad area. Not every home is, uh, is, is a bad home. But, you know, the price to renovate these homes when you're looking at them, and most of the time you're looking at it blindly, you could get in sometimes, but it's not what people think it is. There's no, uh, uh, this is not a hidden jewel. So are you seeing, and I don't know if you have this kind of data, but are you seeing foreigners come in and, and bid on these and pay too much? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people uh, uh, come in from South America and uh, start, start buying from the land bank and thinking they're getting a great deal. Then they get up there and they renovate the homes and they thought they were going to be in it for 50, but really they're in it for 70. And, you know, is it a good area? It's okay. It's not what they expected. Whereas we vet the deals that we take a look at. And, um, you know, we, we know the sources from the land bank to the auctions, to the online auctions, to the MLS, to direct to owner. But, um, you know, this definitely is a situation where there's risk in it because you're buying it somewhat blind. Uh, you can pay to get in there, but uh, we've done that too. And nothing's ever really panned out. So let's talk about the a, B, C, and C minus, even D neighborhoods. How do you define those different levels and, and what, what's your preference? So one of the ways that we've come to define neighborhoods is, you know, the, the demand, days on market, price points, and also rental rates. And I would say that, you know, your, your typical C home would be something that is, you know, a 750 to $800 rent or 800 and below, you might say. A C minus home is probably 700 ish and below. A B home is something that's 850 and about $1,000, maybe 1100 And 1100 and up is an A area. Um, those are, from a rental standpoint, how we look at you know the demand of the home by the rental rate. Now, one might say, well, what if you have more bedrooms in an area and you have more bathrooms in an area? Well, sometimes that home could be a B home in a C plus area. So we look for homes that are B homes in B areas. You know, so we want the home to be solid and to be a really good home that people want to rent and that, you know, has, you know, the, the right layout, the right number of bedrooms, you know, a basement in all our homes um, in Detroit. Um, and we like basements and garages because we want to make the tenants comfortable as possible. So they stay there as long as possible. So we're looking for that combination of the right home and then the right area. And to me, the right area is also in close proximity to jobs, near shopping centers and, you know, days on the market for which, you know, a rental that you put up or if you put up to sell to a homeowner, the days on the market are low. Well, fascinating. So would you ever go into a C or C minus area as a long-term rental yourself? 
I wouldn't do the C minus areas. No, uh, C is something that, you know, some people actually have a strategy of going into C areas because they like, you know, the return on investment that they have maybe a higher, um, you know, ROI, maybe a lower price point. I prefer, I suggest B areas to investors. I think that that's kind of the best bang for the buck, you know, you're not paying the cheapest price. You're not paying the highest price, but I feel that the performance is there. And that's why most of our concentration on what we do is the B areas. Do we have some A properties? Yeah, we do. Definitely. Uh, do we have some C plus properties? Yeah, we do. Definitely. Uh, but we define them and we talk about them and we love showing clients the areas and showing them what we um, categorize the areas, uh, you know, as far as grade wise. And uh, grade, grading is really up to interpretation of the individual also, but we've come up with our own system in-house on how we do that. Yeah, I see other groups that are buying the lower income areas. And, and uh, I, I think if you live nearby, you could probably learn how to manage those or have a property manager who really specializes in those areas. But more often than not, I mean, boy, we tried it in Kansas City and Indianapolis and it did not go well at all because people don't tend to stay. They maybe don't have the same respect for the property that you'd hope. And sometimes they just flat out steal stuff, um, even the smallest things, even the toilet or something. Or if, if, if somebody's yeah. going to renovate the property, you go the next day and everything, all your tools and everything that was put in is gone. I mean, is that still the case? I know, you know, back during the, the recession, there was a whole lot of copper being stolen and other things from homes. Is that, is that still the case today? Luckily, we don't have much of those problems at all. And I think it's because we picked the right areas. And also, we know how to manage the properties, uh, put the right people in there. Um, and, and like I said, it actually boils really back down to what I first said, the areas. And, you know, that's why our concentration is those B areas. Yeah, makes sense. Now, in the lower price range home areas... I don't work much there. So, um, you know, that may happen. And I'm sure there is areas that that happens all around the country in the, those, you know, lower priced areas. I'm sure that happens. That's just something that, you know, some areas have going on there where there's crime or theft and, uh, you know, that's just not what we want to deal with. I feel that it would throw off, throw us off our game and really have us concentrate on playing defense rather than being on the offensive and, looking for great properties and looking for properties that are going to cash flow and, um, you know, do well in any market condition. And that's what we focus on. And looking for great tenants because great tenants are going to want to live in safe areas, you know? Absolutely. And that's, that's one thing that defines our properties too, is we don't have properties that have trouble finding tenants. You know, we Mm -hmm. put up up a property, we get multiple applications fairly, uh, quickly. Uh, so we put up, a property, but then to me, it's also picking the right tenant. So I was in a property management meeting today and we were talking and I said, guys, I said, if we have to wait an extra week sometimes for that much better of a tenant, I want to do it. So if I, if I, instead of renting a property out in three weeks, if I have to wait four weeks because I found, you know, a tenant with a, you know, better credit score because 600 is our minimum uh, with, three plus times the amount of rent, uh, previous landlord references, uh, decent credit, which I said was, you know, the 600 credit mark, uh, you know, someone that has 
no evictions, no, uh, you know, those, that's what I'm looking for in a tenant. So those tenants are going to want to live in the better areas. So you go out there and have a property in a really good area that you renovate properly and you know how to manage with the right management team that, you know, does on, on the front end, does all the, the, the legwork to make sure they, they are uh, qualified to be a tenant and then knows how to communicate with them on a regular basis. And that's what we're looking for. And that to me is what creates long-term success and creates wealth. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So let's talk about Detroit because boy, is it a comeback city. And first of all, it seems to be one of the few places where you can actually cash flow on an A-class property. Is that is that still the case? Yeah, yeah, you can. The only, you know, it's 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 amazing. It's like, you know, we look at some of these properties and they're in great areas, Rosedale Park, Grand Mount Subdivision. They're in uh, aviation. They're in uh, university. You know, and, and it's like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know the the one percent rule. You're there. You know, you you're there, and sometimes a little bit above, or sometimes right near the one percent rule. And yeah, it's one of those few cities that I believe that around the country that you know you you can do that in. Well, you can be in a really nice area and and get cash flow. Now, what about appreciation? I know the last couple of years, it's been amazing. I mean, values have gone up. Is that still happening? Or is it slowed a little like the rest of the country? You know, so, um, you know, just to speak about the last couple of years, I have clients that come in and, you know, they bought homes in certain parts of Detroit and certain cities. And they'll say, man, I wish I would have bought, you know, more Mm -hmm. properties because, when they were buying them, they were 70,000 or 75,000 or, and now they're a hundred. And it's funny. It's like, wow, yes, that is the case over the last two, three years. Now, what I would say and where we're at today, I would still say that I haven't looked at the data as of recently on what's happened with appreciation through in, in 2019, but I feel that, you know, prices are holding stable where people may get a one or two or 3% appreciation a year, but I, I never guarantee that. I say invest in cash flow, don't invest in appreciation because we can never predict that. We could predict cash flow. But I think overall, like the country overall, that there has been a slowdown from past years on the appreciation. But I would say that it still may happen, you know, because I don't have a crystal ball that it won't grow. Yeah. And, you know, we can be right in one way or another, but I like to count on the cash flow. Yeah. Well, you know, the way I look at it is it was kind of like the pendulum where it swung so far. Everything was so cheap in Detroit that it wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it appreciation. I would call it a very slow return to normal. <laughs> and, yes. And, right. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a reversion to the mean, right? You know, it's like, you know that it's going to, you know, it was a slow climb because we got hit the hardest. And I believe that we also were were the last to climb back up. And, you know, that's why, you know, it just got back to normal. So I think you put it the right way. And maybe isn't even back to normal because I think some of those properties, I mean... It it bums me out because I was on those tours a couple of years ago, bringing a bunch of investors to Detroit. And you know what always happens yeah. is they, we have a 50 people on a bus and you only have, you know, what, a few dozen properties available. And I don't want to compete with my own members. So 
I end up not buying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I bet those houses that I was like, okay, I'm going to get to Detroit now. I bet, <laughs> I bet they're the ones that are now 30. <laughs> you know, it was such a pleasure having you on the tour too. And I remember we went to some neighborhoods and I remember you saying, Mike, this is really nice. And I was, you know, I was so happy to see that you seen what was going on here firsthand. And some of those properties, I will tell you, are 20% greater in price today, 25% greater in price today than when we've seen them. They, oh. they really are. I mean, yeah. you know, it, I, I, I like, I, I'm thinking like, were we given that good of a deal? Or and No, it wasn't. It was just, that's where, you know, the appreciation happened over the last two years or so. Yeah. So, but it's still there. I'll, I'll tell you, Kathy, it's still there. People can buy properties and do well with the cash flow. And I always look at it, any point of the market, if you're buying at the right price and you know what the cash flow is, you can do well, you know, and then hopefully when things, if things drop two years, three years down, I don't know if there'll be a turn, maybe the people that bought at X are going to buy, you know, at uh, you know lower price and you look at it like you know look at the medium price that you bought at you know so mm -hmm. i think that people are going to do well either way yeah i just i have the the opinion that there's not going to be a drop in housing in these affordable areas i mean we're still talking about a hundred thousand dollar homes that you can't build them detroit tore down thousands of homes yet your yeah. job growth there so i you know i don't necessarily think Again, this is just a prediction. Don't count on my words. But, um, but you know, that I just don't think that it would affect Detroit in the same way it did last time. Because last time it was all fake. You know, it was fake loans that, liar yep. loans. Um, that's not the case now. People are either paying cash or they are having to qualify for that property if they're owning it as a primary residence. And, you know, it's just people aren't going to just walk away from homes that that they that they're going to have to rent for much more than what their payment is, you know, they're they're just not going to do yep. that. So and it's the affordable homes that are in desperate need right now that there's great demand for. So I'm not worried about prices going down. I'm just curious if they'll continue to bounce back to normal. I don't really think it's there yet. They still seem underpriced to me. Yeah, so you know, you brought up a good point. You can't build a $100,000 home today. Um, I, I don't see it being done. And, and if, if there is a hundred thousand dollar home being built, I would love to see it. Mm -hmm. It might be a tiny house, but I don't, you know, I don't even know what those prices are, but <laughs> you know, so to build a hundred thousand dollar home, I, I don't see it happening. Also, you know, I had a, I had a gentleman in my office on Monday and Tuesday and he came in, he wanted to check out what we're doing here. A uh, friend of mine and He's um, someone who I look at as one of the better single family home investors around the country. I think he's one of the best. And he was particularly impressed in our market and said, I love what you're doing. He said, I'd love to lend you. You know, we always, you know, we use, you know, lending institutions to, to, to buy our homes or whatnot. And that was a big compliment because he said, I feel very comfortable in your market and also in you and your operation after really digging in and taking a look at what you guys do. Him and I have known each other for years, but then finally he got a chance to come out here and we spent some time in the office and out in the field. And that was a big plus because I feel that when he's saying that to me, he's also saying that, you know, 
he likes our product, which trickles down to who? The investor that we're going to be selling it to. And that was a really big compliment. And I, I, I don't take that lightly, but it makes us also say, hey, we take that compliment and we even want to move our ceiling up and be better. So to go back to your question, yeah, I don't see the prices really dropping. I mean, because it's hard to when you're at at such an affordable price range. And I see that there's so much cleanup that has went on and is going on. I would only see that prices, they may climb, they may go up. I mean, you know, but I also know that the returns that we have where they're at right now are strong. And that's why, you know, we, we definitely urge investors, come on out, check it out. I know we're doing a, um, a bus tour after the Cleveland East Coast Showcase, and that's going to be nice because we're going to give investors the opportunity to come out and, you know, see what we have going on here. So, um, you know, anyone that wants to come out and, and see, you know, the market, we invite them to come out here and see what's going on. So that's going to be really nice. Yeah, that's uh, August 12th, right? Monday, August 12th? Yeah, that's uh, Monday, August 12th, right after the East Coast Showcase. So that's going to be really nice. Yeah, so next week we are all getting together 15 different income property providers, full-service income property providers like you that find great deals on properties, renovate them to our Real Wealth Network standards, and then offer ongoing property management. 15 of you from different markets are coming out. We've got our affiliate mastermind where you're all going to share your best practices. Um, has that been valuable for you to kind of hear how other teams are doing it across the country and, and uh, learning from each other? Incredible. I think that uh, you take some of the best in the business that all have great skill sets and they share their different strategies that they use in their market to find properties, to renovate properties, to place tenants, to manage the properties. It's, just, it's helped us out tremendously. And I feel that, you know, by you coming up with this, this makes us all better. And ultimately, it, it just it's a trickle effect all throughout to the investor, to, you know, the developer, to, you know, the whole network. And, uh, you know, that's uh, we really appreciate for you uh, putting that on. And the Cleveland event, I know there's going to be a bus tour out there. And then we're having one. And I know that, um, you know, everyone could speak to the investment counselor and find out how to, uh, you know, if they want to come up from Cleveland and, you know, uh, catch the bus in uh, Detroit and go out there and tour the neighborhoods, they could also do that. So that'll be a um, great opportunity. But yeah, the mastermind has been wonderful. And the East Coast showcases have been successful too. They've been great. So that's next week, the 8th and 9th. In fact, if you are a turnkey rental property provider and interested in the mastermind, just reach out to Tim, Tim at realwealthnetwork.com if you want to participate in that mastermind. And then on the 10th, we have our showcase where those 15 different teams will show us what's going on in their markets and properties that they have available as rentals. So it's a great event for people in a 1031 exchange or just trying to build their portfolio. You get it all done in one day. You get to meet all the teams. And then uh, the 11th, we have a tour of the Cleveland properties. We've got a little bus and I think that's actually sold out. And then your tour, I guess it's just a two hour drive from Cleveland to Detroit. Two or three? Yeah, it's not a long drive at all. Yeah, and so people are going to go up to Detroit and do a tour with you on Monday. Is that sold out yet? You know, I advise everyone to reach out to the investment counselors at uh, okay. Real Wealth Network, and um, they'll give them the information to contact us, the RSVP. 
Okay. And, you know, there's still uh, openings, so the sooner the better, so we could reserve the right amount of seats on the buses and whatnot. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for the update. I really look forward to seeing you next week. And thanks for all you do for our members and for investors helping us build our wealth through real estate. Thank you so much, Kathy, for having me on. I look forward to seeing you next week. And members, I look forward to having you guys out on the bus tour and seeing you at the East Coast event in Cleveland. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. You can find out about that upcoming event and get lots of data on the 15 metro areas that we'll be featuring at that event at realwealthshow.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks for joining me here today. See you soon. Bye-bye.